Columbus family and friends, welcome to our very first Church on the Go. Being that it's the holiday season, several families in our congregation are traveling, visiting family and friends. We have several folks that had vacation time from work that they're taking during this season as well. And as you watch this video, there's actually people on our church campus right now that are participating in a work day so that we can get our facility ready for 2020 as well. And so I hope whether you're watching this video on Sunday morning, December 29th, or you're watching this later in the week, that this encourages you and that this helps you feel a little bit closer to Jesus today. I want to start this devotional, this short little message with a simple question. How do I make 2020 better than 2019? You see, the reality is for some people, 2019 was a phenomenal year for you. Maybe your business performed well. Maybe you've got engaged this year. Maybe you had a child. So many great things could have happened in this year and 2019 was just phenomenal for you. But the sad reality is as well that for most people, 2019 was probably a tough year. Maybe it was met with loss, grief. Maybe you lost a relationship. Maybe you lost a job. Who, who knows what it could be? There's so many different variables at play in that. And as we enter into 2020, I really want us to ponder that question today of how do I make 2020 better than 2019? And I think Proverbs chapter 3, verses 5 and 6, maybe a verse that you're incredibly familiar with. It's a verse that gives us a blueprint to answer that question. When King Solomon writes those two simple verses, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not lean on your own understanding, but in all your ways acknowledge him and he will make your paths straight. In those two simple verses, I think Solomon gives us a glimpse into how we can make 2020 a better year for ourselves and for our families simply from God's word. I wanna start with a simple story. Christmas was just a few days ago and hopefully you had a great time with your family. But if you're anything like me, whether you were growing up or maybe you have children now of your own, I saw a simple picture on Facebook the other day that said on Christmas morning, dads are simply tech support in pajama pants. And it's so funny because it's so true. I know that's that way in my house as well. My daughters this year got some presents that had some assembly required, which I think is a pretty vague statement because it was a lot of assembly required. But both of them thought they knew how to assemble that gift. And as they're standing over there next to the Christmas tree and they're assembling this brand new toy that they just got, and I let them do it for several minutes, knowing full well that they had no idea what they were doing. And at the end of a, maybe 10 minutes or so, both of them walk up to me and they hand me this now kind of assembled gift, but probably more broken than they originally received it. And they handed it to me and said, Daddy, can you fix this and can you finish this? I think that simple story is a great way that we can approach 2020. And it really gives us, uh, again, uh, some insight into this blueprint that Solomon gives us. Of what if we took our lives that so often, if you're like me, and I know you are, I say, you know what, Lord, I'm, I'm gonna take care of this. I'm gonna do this. I have this under control. But the reality is, I need to give it back to Jesus. He's the one that's in control. He's in, in charge, and he knows what he's doing. Let me show us three things from Proverbs chapter three that I think are significant for us as we approach 2020. And if we approach it that way, where we hand it back to Jesus and say, all right, Lord, this is yours, what would that really look like for you and me? Here's the first one, the first thing that Solomon shows us. In verse five, he tells us to trust in the Lord with all our heart. It's a pretty simple statement, isn't it? 
But the reality is that that statement is, although it's simple, it's easier said than it is done. Because we live in this constant tension and this struggle as human beings where the Bible says in Jeremiah 17 that our hearts are deceitful. That gives us insight into the reality that our hearts can really um, provide us with false feelings, feelings that aren't real, feelings that can often lie to us. You ever been there before? You ever felt that? So the truth is that Solomon reminds us here in Proverbs 3 is that to actually trust the Lord, we have to learn to direct our hearts. I want to say that one more time. To actually trust the Lord like he encourages us to do in verse 5, we have to learn to direct our hearts. I think of it this way. My wife and I and our family have a, a dog that's about seven years old. He's a mutt. We got him when we first got married. And this dog, every time you take him on a walk, he pulls on that leash constantly. He wants to chase everything. He wants to sniff everything. He wants to go after everything. And no matter how hard you're pulling against him and he's choking himself, you got to pull him or he's going to run away. You know, our hearts are the exact same. Just like that dog, our hearts are going to try to pull us in every single direction. We're going to chase feelings that just aren't true, feelings that are lying to us. But like us guiding that dog, we have to guide our feelings as well. That dog may want to go this way, but we need to go this way. And that's what it means to guide our feelings. That's what it really looks like to trust the Lord with our heart. So the first challenge for us heading into 2020 is simply this. What if this year we intentionally directed our hearts toward Jesus? You know, the second thing that Solomon reminds us of here in Proverbs chapter 3 is that we're not to rely on our own understanding. You know, I'm gonna let you into an insight. Here's a little secret that maybe you didn't know, and this is, man, this is some, some profound truth for you right here. Are you ready for this? You don't know everything. Incredible, right? You don't know everything. I don't know everything. If we were to take all of the knowledge available in the entire world, everything that you could possibly fathom, think of, that people knew, all the knowledge in the entire world, do you know that you maybe, if you're lucky, know maybe one millionth of one percent of all there is to know in the world? That's not very much, is it? Yet how often do you and I, when it comes to our life, when it comes to the, the culture and world that we live in, we try to tell God how to run our lives, and how to run our world. Friends, we only know this much, and God knows everything, but we often tell him how he should be operating the world. You see, the truth is that God, being the creator of all things, he's the source of all knowledge. He's the source of all truth. God knows everything because all truth and all knowledge ultimately flows from him. He's got it under control. It makes me think of uh, where I live in Columbus. So where I live in Columbus, there is traffic literally nonstop, 24 hours a day. It seems like there's always traffic and there's always congestion. We've learned where we live that you really don't go out early in the morning or around rush hour in the evening because you're not going to get anywhere. You're, you're going to spend about 45 minutes sitting in one spot until traffic maybe clears out. The congestion is crazy. Well, recently they've done a lot of construction in this area. And so you'll see these orange cones all over the place, these flashing signs all over the place. And... I can, every day I drive through there and I just get so frustrated because there's traffic and there's construction. And I told my wife a few weeks ago, I said, these people obviously have no clue what they're doing. Because if I was in charge of this, I would know exactly how to make this traffic flow properly. You know what's interesting though? 
I know nothing about how to build streets. I know nothing about traffic flow. I know nothing about city zoning and city planning. But here's what's cool. I was in an airplane earlier this year. And when you get up in an airplane and you actually fly over top of a city, and you look down and you see the way that roads are constructed, and you see the intentionality that these people put behind the design and the layout of all these streets, you realize something. That from ground level, yeah, we don't really understand how all of this functions. But when you get an aerial view of this stuff, you realize that there was intentionality and purpose behind the design. You know, our understanding is much like that. We have that ground level view, what we can see right in front of our eyes. That's what we understand. And that understanding is skewed and that understanding is limited. And when Solomon encourages us here in verse five to not lean on our understanding, that's what we need to remind ourselves. That my understanding is limited, but God's is unlimited. He knows what he is doing. He's in control, he's in, in charge. So let's ask ourselves the simple question with this one. What if this year, I intentionally submitted my understanding underneath the umbrella of God's understanding. Well, the third thing that Solomon reminds us here in, in Proverbs chapter three, specifically in verse six, is that in our, all our ways that we are to acknowledge him. You know, we probably just are on the end of the busiest four weeks that you have every year. It seems like December is one of the most stressful and one of the most busy months for everybody in America. And on the tail end of that, that busyness and this culture of busyness, if you're like me, I know that in my busyness, I can often forget to stay in step with Jesus. I just don't have time, right? I have so much going on, so many things to do that it seems like Jesus just becomes kind of this sidebar in the busyness of my life. Rather than Jesus serving as that leader that I need to follow day by day, he almost becomes like this pocket consultant that I pull out when life gets a little bit crazy. It's interesting to me, I, I think about here, verse six, and I ask myself the question, in all your ways acknowledge him, in all your ways acknowledge Jesus. How could it look for me in 2020 to really stay in step with Jesus moment by moment? I had a friend who was a mentor of mine a few years ago and ended up passing away. But I remember he used to always ask me this question. He said, Aaron, what if instead of always focusing on what God wants you to do a year from now, five years from now, 10 years from now, 20, 30, you name it. What if instead of always focusing on that, you simply asked yourself the question, what does Jesus want me to do in the next 10 seconds? What is the Holy Spirit asking me to do in the next 10 seconds? First Thessalonians chapter five, Paul wrote that we're to pray moment by moment, pray without ceasing. That's what it looks like to walk in step with Jesus always talking to him, always asking that question, Lord, what are you asking me to do in the next 10 seconds? That's what it means when Solomon says that we need to acknowledge him in all our ways. So the simple question with verse six is this, what if this year I intentionally made the effort to acknowledge Jesus in every single thing that I do? So what's the result of these three things? As we head out of 2019, we head into 2020, how do I make this a better year for my family, for me personally, than 2019 was? Well, Solomon gives us that clue in verse six. He says that if we do these three things, if we walk with Jesus like this, that he will make our paths straight. What does that really mean? It means that in 2020, I'm gonna be walking in sync and in step with Jesus. 
It means that every twist that comes my way, every turn that comes my way, I'm going to begin to see it as necessary to get me where God wants me to go. So how do I have the best 2020? I need to walk in sync with Jesus. Friends, I hope this has been a good year for you. And if it hasn't, I hope that you are looking forward to 2020 with anticipation and with hope, knowing that if, I walk, if you walk in step with Jesus, and if I walk in step with Jesus, couldn't do anything better. Have a great new year. We'll see you soon. Thank you.